Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. My name is Ebony, and this is another DMT Express. So that 15 minutes or less on the topic that's trendy, trendy, or on my heart and mind. And well, we're on day seven of Black History Month. And well, I've got a new topic for you because, well, it's a new day. New day, new time, new us. So today's topic, day seven, is the Wayans part two. I'm talking about the beginning. I'm talking about I'ma get you sucker. <laughs> this is more of like a commentary. Uh, I wanna set us up for, this is kind of where it starts. This is where I really think the Wayans formula got started uh, and it starts with Keenan Ivy Wayans. Uh, so strap in, let's go. We're talking I'ma get you sucker. Okay, so that is I'm gonna get you sucker by the Gap Band. You didn't know that there was actually a song made for this. Look. If you could think about it, it should make it. So I'm gonna get you sucker, the Gap Band. Okay, so let's jump right on into this. So I'm gonna start talking about spoof comedy movies. So what's so important about spoof comedy movies? Well, heck, if you haven't seen a spoof comedy movie, you probably have, and you probably didn't know that you've seen one. Uh, so I'm going to kind of give you some background on, so what, what is this spoof comedy? Uh, what is it? Uh, and it's slightly different than normal comedy, uh, because you're supposed to be doing a play. It's just satirical. It's a subgenre of comedy. Um, it's, it basically is an imitation of style. Uh, many different films uh, that are kind of reassembled together into a hodgepodge of uh, of a movie, right? So the, you're, you usually get the scary movies, right? That's kind of like the compilation of things if you're looking for one now. Uh, but a spoof parody uh, is often overlooked. Um, and they're normally like highbrow. Uh, they're pretty... They, I just think that they, they don't get enough credit. And I think for me that lends credit where it's due to Keenan Ivory Wayans uh, hate it love it uh, he does so well uh, and it's become a craft of his family uh, so when you start talking about spoof parodies and other things uh, I think about the 70s and 80s mostly uh, for spoof comedy uh, you had the basically I, I felt like Mel Brooks revolutionized what we knew about spoof comedies, uh, 70s and 80s, and even in some respects uh, in television. Uh, but when we start talking about movies, uh, you had um, Mel Brooks, and I'm going to talk quickly about him because from the 70s, it kind of started there. You had him doing uh, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, uh, 80s Spaceballs, right? Um, History of the World, The the Life of Brian. Uh, it's the producers. Uh, Mel Brooks, I think, had a lot of influence 
in this area of comedy, right? Uh, the spoof comedy, the satirical comedy, uh, and some ways these are some of the best comedies because it's it's on that brow it's it's making fun of the imitation of things that you'll you it's bringing a different type of commentary to comedy uh so in my estimation mel brooks kind of standardized this out and uh people talk about how offensive Blazing Saddles was in 1974 and uh, I often hear about how people were like boycotting that particular movie because of how offensive it was well I mean let's talk about the 80s so we I feel like the 80s was like the golden era of uh of spoof comedy because you had so many bangers and again that's just my opinion uh, again 80s was known for a lot of things but you had I'm a get you sucker you had clue you had space balls you had history of the world part one you had UHF uh you got uh top secret uh you had gosh there's just so many great parodies coming out of the 80s that it's it's hard to pick I mean it just kind of rolled on from there uh the 80s you you get um oh Cheech and Chong, uh, Yellow Beard, uh, you get Airplane 2, you get uh, Dragnet, you get Can I Keep Going? There's, there's just so many different movies that came out in the 80s that were amazing, especially to me, Airplane. And so we're smack dab where this comes in, uh, the movie of I'm Gonna Get You Sucker comes in, is uh, on the tail end of the 80s. Uh, so, talking about Keenan Keenan Ivory Wayans. So Keenan Ivory Wayans kind of got his start in 1987. He co-wrote a movie called Hollywood Shuffle, which in in and of itself was also a satirical comedy uh, about racial stereotypes of African Americans in film and television. Uh, so this was actually co-written with Robert Townsend, and so I am a, a huge fan of Robert Townsend. Uh, he brings a different type of comedy, and so I'll be talking about him a little bit later, but uh, Robert Townsend is a very influential writer, director, producer. I mean, this is another man of comedy and genius that had his own show, uh, and we just don't talk enough about it, but that's kind of where it starts. Uh, that particular film, Hollywood Shuffle, if you haven't seen it, uh, was kind of a semi-autobiographical uh, reflecting Townsend, Robert Townsend's experience as a black actor. Uh, and in certain ways, he was told he wasn't black enough. Uh, and so this is where this is kind of rolling from. Uh, this That happened in 1987. And then we jump right on in. And in 1988, we get the American black exploitation I can't say black exploitation uh parody film I'ma get you sucker uh so this is the brainchild of Keenan Ivory Wayans and okay that is it's based on his history right so what is <laughs> I'ma get you sucker about uh well I'm glad you asked uh because <sighs> there's some people that like it some people that don't uh it didn't have the best i guess premise so uh you get uh a character known as junebug spade at the beginning of the movie that is found dead uh he is he was found to be og'd which is uh basically 
you, it's a play on O deed. Um, you get over gold, right? So you 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 got over gold on some funky gold that was on him, and so this is where we're, we're brought into the scene. And now you get Jack Spade coming back. He's a war vet, uh, vowing to avenge his brother uh, from the mean streets of the neighborhood and take down the enemy, uh, the enemy Mr. Big, who has two henchmen uh, that basically harass our protagonist, uh, Jack Spade, through this whole movie. Uh, and Mr. Big is the one that. He's, he's got to pay for the crime, right? The death of his brother, selling these funky chains and gold. Uh, and so this is basically around Jack Spade getting his revenge um, on this Mr. Big. Uh, so there you go. He's going to get you, sucker. Uh, so notable people that were in this movie because, again... It was kind of star-studded for the time. Um, so, cast members, you had Keenan and Ivy Wayans as Jack Spade. John Witherspoon was reverend at June Book's funeral. <laughs> uh, you had uh, Bernie Casey as John Slade. Janet, Jeanette Dubois as Belle Brown Spade. You had Isaac Hayes as Hammer. You had Jim Brown as Slammer. You had Antonio Fargus as Fly Guy. Steve James as Kung Fu Joe, John Vernon as Mr. Big, Don Lewis as Cheryl Spade, Kadeem Hardison as Willie, uh, Damon Wayans as Leonard, and Kim Wayans as a nightclub singer. And the list goes on and on. And I, I can't neglect to also say that Chris Rock was in here as a rib joint customer. Okay, <laughs> so there's a plot. Uh, guy brother dies of our main character Jack Spade uh, comes back and he's now taking revenge and taking back their neighborhood from Mr. Big uh, so many racial stereotypes in this movie uh, and, and that's why I say it's kind of hit or miss right it depends on who you talk to uh, personally I, I believe that it's meant to be very above board right so there's an I don't think there's going to be a lot of hidden meaning in this 80s movie and I think there was there wasn't um and that's why I know on uh Rotten Tomato it got a 62 percent uh Rotten Rotten Tomato uh 70 percent from actual audiences that were rating the movie uh so critics says that the people that keep buying <laughs> tickets and renting the movie are, in fact, the villains, not the movie itself. Um, <laughs> some of these reviews are awesome. Uh, there's one reviewer, uh, critic, that said that this was like the counterpart to Naked Gun um, and that it was very funny. Um, another one says that this is like reliving the 70s black portation all black portation movies all over um that the that the movie didn't have any real charm it was clumsy irreverent and adolescent um uh, but it was funny um so i think that's what's keeping up with people um that's the critics real people say that this was kind of like a national lampoon's 
very hilarious spoof. So while the critics didn't, it wasn't like critically acclaimed and loved by critics, especially if you were reading, um, I think it's Ebert's, uh, yes. So Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert had a very scathing review for, uh, I'm a getcha sucker. Um, and it says this, hot on the hills of the naked gun. Here's another movie designed as a merciless nonstop satire on the genre that spawned it. I'm a Get Your Sucker is a comedy that feeds off the black PlayStation movies, and although, like all good satires, it is cheerfully willing to be offensive, it is almost completely incapable of being funny. Whew, okay. So, he ends it with this. Would I object to a funny movie dealing with the same material? No. Humor il illuminates the idiocy of racism and helps us see it more clearly, but when a movie uses a running gag where a couple of fly-brained street dudes are thrown down several flights of stairs, I don't think it's funny, and I don't see the point. Like I said, scathing. Um, I will try to add the link because uh, he actually wrote this in 1988 when the movie came out. Um, he felt that these were kind of everything was just a plot device that didn't work together and it was more offensive. It's like he said, he basically says this. Is there anything that could be usefully said about the images of blacks in this movie? It is the sort of material that makes you wonder why blacks object to the resurrection of Amos and Andy, since Sucka is incomparably more offensive than anything that Kingfish ever did. But here, all of the ethnic jokes are in a movie made by blacks, and so that takes off the offense, I guess. Man, oh man. Okay, so... I. Okay, so I'm gonna say this I didn't see the movie until the early 90s um not like I knew exactly what was going on the whole time anyway but people within the community like the movie uh generally speaking um and I hear all this commentary all the time about uh the Wayans movies uh that uh it's kind of the same way that Roger Ebert had, had put it out there that it's just not that good right it, it, it's not funny it's not there and and I will say that there's been some hit or misses when it comes to movies uh but when I first saw this movie I saw it less about being offensive I I, I, I and I and I understood it for what it was and and I didn't I didn't necessarily like the plot device of uh particular of 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 the gold right um because who you can't get more stereotypical than talking about the late 80s and gold chains uh, and living in the hood and certain things. Uh, it, to me, was not, in fact, as highly offensive as it could have been. Um, the, the plot devices of right, the two henchmen, uh, played by Kadeem Hardison and Damon Wayans, were, in fact, quite... Uh, it was very juvenile, right? A lot of the humor was juvenile. But I will admit, I laughed my butt off on multiple areas. Like the fight scene with the mom, right? Um, there was the one uh, where he is in the strip club. And uh, he he's supposed to be with, um, oh, I forgot her name. But he goes back and is supposed to be getting like the private dance. Uh, there's There's a lot of different 
funny parts and uh, and I agree in some respects that it, it doesn't always naturally flow I I feel like this is this is like his first foray into this it's not all going to be uh just sequential and I don't think this was meant to be sequential it's it's more than tongue-in-cheek it's it is supposed to be in your face so uh is it juvenile absolutely and did I chuckle absolutely is it uh at times talking about more maybe um it talked about the hood it talks about the fact that people don't um aren't standing for their community standing up for the community anymore um is there a little more nuances to it there's always a little more nuances to movies uh depends on what you're actually reading into it uh the things i brought up are definitely things that i saw um, at a younger age and now that i walk i watch back and look at i'm a get you sucker i still actually laugh it's a it's a we it, to me it's a re-watchable movie same way that i could go back now and still watch scary movie and it's still a re-watchable movie there's some of the satirical movies that just are cringy if you look back even now uh so i'll go back and watch i'm gonna get you sucker i'll go back and watch scary movie i'll go back and watch airplane airplane 2 the naked guns uh this to me was not a movie that was far outside of just being funny for being funny even if it was considered highly offensive uh just my commentary on it now i will say there was one highly offensive scene <laughs> and I, I and i laughed at it earlier when i talked about chris rock so um this is the first time in a movie that I had actually seen Chris Rock uh, in a movie. Uh, so there is a scene where he is with Isaac Hayes, who owns this restaurant, and he Chris Rock comes in as that rib shack customer, and he's is I don't know. I thought it was so funny. So take a listen. I I want you to listen to part of this scene when Chris Rock walks in. Uh, Chris Rock rocks into uh, the rib shack. May I help you, sir? How much for an order of ribs? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. How many ribs do I get with that? Uh, about five. Five. So I guess that's about fifty cents a rib, huh? Yeah, about. Let me get one. Right on. One order. One order of ribs. No, 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 no. One rib. One rib. I sure am hungry. Uh, make that one rib to go. One rib? One rib. What else? You got any soda? One dollar. Come on now, look out for a brother, man. Come on. Hey, take this up. Why don't you let me get a sip for 15 cents? My cups cost more than 15 cents. All right, fuck the cups. Pour them in my hand for a dime. Look, you greasy-headed Jerry Curl wind. Pay me and get the hell out of my store. <laughs> so to me that is a, a funny scene um and typical right um stereotypical behavior of a people asking for a handout of sorts uh is it offensive absolutely the, the, in that scene in the scene 
you heard it at the end. Uh, Chris Rock pulls out this wad of cash and asks if he had changed for a hundred. Just again, I thought it was funny, but when he asked to pull the pull the soda in his hand, I couldn't stop laughing. Okay, so we're getting to the end of this. So what what is the impact of I'm a get you sucker? Beyond being highly offensive, funny, comedy, satire. Uh, I felt like this was the start in the basis of Keenan Ivy Wayans and the Wayans as a family being able to do what they do with comedy. Um, you saw it in you you saw it in reflected in the sketch comedy of in living color uh you saw it in the movies that were produced by them uh for most of the 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 you know generation z y whatever we're on now coming into the 90s uh most of us remember 90s and and 2000s most of us remember the, the scary the start of the scary movie uh, series with Sean and Marlon. Uh, most of us remember a lot of Damon Wayans movies, um, and he's he's got his own uh, right, right? Like Major Pain. I mean, you got Mo Money, Blank Man. Uh, there's so many great movies that these family members did that I think kind of set them up for you to kind of understand their comedy coming from the 80s to the 90s uh just phenomenal comedians uh the whole family of them um so i feel like this is the start this is why i gave it its own commentary uh i'm gonna get you sucker is more than just an, a highly offensive uh movie or just a tongue-in-cheek or juvenile uh i guess movie it's it's more than that and so with this tell me what you thought of or think of uh, the wayans or i'm gonna get you sucker or both uh does there is there more to it than just being what we we see in front of us uh as always i'm sending peace of positivity and good vibes thank you thank you thank you for continuing to listen and i will see you tomorrow peace <laughs>